0: Welcome to The Hillside. I am your host Tina Kampala telling you Karibu Sana to The Christian Podcasts. I wish to sincerely thank each one of you who have taken time to listen, to like and to share our podcasts. Our prayer is you're growing in your Christian experience as you listen to the podcasts. So, okay, as is my custom, I want to ask you to step up here on the hillside of life. Step away from the hustle and the bustle of your daily life and uh, join me up here on the hillside where the view is breathtaking as always, yes, and the air is fresh. Allow me to start the podcast uh, with our key text, uh, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, that says there is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. This is our eighth episode of our season number three. And today our episode is entitled 10 Survival Tips Against the Lion as Enemy. 10 Survival Tips Against the Lion as Enemy. Now Satan, who is called by various names in the scripture, all descriptive of his bad qualities, was once an angel of God perhaps one of the chief among the fiery ones, foremost of the sons of light, amidst the bright ones, doubly bright. There is no believer in Christ, no follower of that which is true and lovely and of good repute who will not find himself at some season or other attacked by this foul fade and the legions enlisted in his service. Now behold your adversary. Yes, though we cannot see his face or detect his form, believe that such a fall withstands you. It is not a myth, nor a dream, nor a superstitious imagination. He is as real a being as ourselves. Though a spirit, he has as much real power over our hearts as we have over the hearts of others. No, in many cases, much more. Satan can only be in one place at one time. Yet if you will consider how much mischief he has done, you will easily gather that he must have an awful degree of activity. He's here and there and everywhere, tempting us here and scattering his temptations in countries which are all around us. Hurrying across the sea or speeding over the land, we have no means of ascertaining what are his means of flight, what we may easily infer from his being so constantly in all places that he must travel with inconceivable velocity. He has besides a host of fallen spirits who fell with him. This great dragon drew with his tail the third part of the stars of heaven and these are ready to execute his will and obey his command, if not with the same potency and force which belongs by hereditary right to their great leader still with something of his spirit, his malice, and his cunning. Think for a while how active he must be. We know that he is to be found in every place. Enter the most hallowed sanctuary and you find him there. Go where men congregate to do business and you shall lack no sign of his being present there. Retire into the quietude of the family circle and you will soon detect in bickering and jealousies that Satan has scattered handful of evil seeds there. You shall sail from one end of the world to the other and find him there amidst the clashing of swords. You shall come back and journey across the mighty empires and find him there in the tyrant's heart, and perhaps too even in the enmity, which is excited in the breasts of those who are oppressed. You shall go into the wilds where feet have not stepped but you shall find that Satan has penetrated into the far interior. You shall go where the name of Jesus is as yet unknown, but you shall find Satan having dominion there. He is the prince of the power of the air. Wherever the breath of life is inhaled, the poisonous miasma of temptation is a thing familiar. Remember that as he is found in all places, so you have often found him. In all your duties, you have sought to serve God in your daily avocations, but strong temptations, furious suggestions of evil have followed you there. You have come home from your business almost broken-hearted with your slips. You have come into the family and sought to magnify your master in the social circle, but perhaps in the best moment when you seemed about to achieve the greatest work, you were tripped up by the hills easily besetting sin overturned you and satan exalted at your fall you found him there you have said i will go to my bed but in your tossing at midnight you have found him there you have reasoned and said i will go into my closet and shut to the door but who among us has not met the fall fade even there in the solitary conflict When we wish to be wrestling with the angel of God, we have had to contend with the fate of hell. Look upon any of your duties, Christian, and you will not see upon them marks of sin. And on some, not only marks of sin, but marks of Satan's presence too. Satan is not in all sin. We sin of ourselves. We must not lay too much upon Satan's shoulders. Sin grows in our hearts without any sowing, just as thorns and thistles will grow in fallow furrows. But still, there are times when Satan himself must have been present, and you have had to know it and feel it. On some of the old bricks of Egypt and of Babylon, there have been found the mark of a dog's foot. When the brick was made, While it was left to dry, the creature passed over it and left the imprint of its foot upon it. And now thousands of years afterwards, when we have pulled down the wall, we find the dog mark. Thus has it been often with us. While our duties were in such a state that they were very impressible, before they were Yet, sunburnt and dried and ready to be builded up for real practical purpose, that dog of hell has passed over them and left the dog-foot on the best things that we ever did, as we look back years afterward, we perceive that we might not have seen at that time that he really marred and stained the best performance of our most willing hands. Ah. When I think how Satan follows us in all places and in all duties, I'm sometimes almost ready to apply to him the language of David when he spoke of the omnipresent God. Whither shall I go from, my, from thy spirit or whither shall I flee from thy presence if I ascend up into heaven? thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand hold me. If I say surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light unto me. But glory be to God. If I climb to the heavens, thou art there. There I can escape thee beyond the reach of thy roarings. My spirit shall find her rest in God. And so as we roam through this life, as we go through this life, we will know that there's an enemy roaring around us, like a lion in fierce hunger, looking to take the opportunity to seize and to devour us. The book of First Peter 5 verse 8, according to the Amplified Bible, the classic version says, Be well balanced, be vigilant and cautious at all times for the enemy that enemy of yours the devil roams around like a lion roaring seeking someone to seize upon and devour today i have 10 tips 10 tips 10 survival tips against the lion as enemy and i'll take you through the tips i have tip number 1 be cautious at all times As a rule, lions hunt mostly at night and rest during the day, but are often active at dawn and dusk and on cooler days. This means for us as Christians that there is no time that the enemy is seeking for us. He is seeking for us at night, he is seeking for us at dawn, he is seeking for us at dusk and even during the day. Ephesians 5 verse 15 to 17 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We are children of the light who have been called from the darkness into God's marvelous light. Therefore take caution not to go back into the darkness, For there, the enemy is lying in wait for its prey. Stay in the light, for here we are promised safety. That was tip number one. Be cautious at all times. Tip number two, be sober-minded. Interestingly, lions hunt by ambush. Being sober-minded means to be carefully reasoned. You know, an ambush is a trap in which one or more concealed attackers lie in wait to attack by surprise. The advantage gained by surprise depends on the degree of the surprise and the enemy's ability to adjust and recover. The devil remains quiet and still in the ambush location as to not give away the surprise. The Christian needs to be carefully reasoned, to be alert, giving the enemy no advantage over your soul. Remember, he hunts by ambush. That was tip number two. Be sober-minded. Tip number three. Be vigilant. The lion stalks its prey during daylight hours but mostly waits until after dark before launching an attack. To be vigilant means to be alert, to watch especially to avoid danger. To be vigilant, you need to be following the following steps. Number one, you need to be aware of your surrounding. Number two, you need to be knowledgeable of your threats. Number three, you need to walk with purpose. Number four, you need to know your limits. And then number five, fix your eyes on Jesus. Remember, tip number three, be vigilant. Tip number four, be temperate. During the heat of the day, the lions position themselves near the watering hole. Enough cannot be said about controlling our appetites. Temperance means being moderate in action, in thought or feeling. Whatever your watering hole, you need to be moderate to avert any attack. If you get carried away by your appetites and stay longer than you should in the watering hole, you are in danger of the lion who is watching you and can pounce at any time. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 25 says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. That was tip number four, be temperate. Tip number five, be prayerful. More than anything, lions rely on their sight to help them when hunting. You need to sharpen your eyesight but this is not the physical eyesight, but spiritual eyesight. Spiritual eyesight is basically the ability to see beyond what you can see with your natural eyes. Using spiritual eyesight helps you look through the eyes of faith because we live by faith and not by sight. You need to have a sharp spiritual eyesight to help you spot the enemy. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 says we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That was tip number five, be prayerful. Our tip number six, be armed. Sometimes the lion goes for its prey and it strategically corners its prey and meets it head on for a fight. There are times when you will have to fight the enemy head on and you cannot do it alone. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Christian, we need to put on the full armor of God. And after we have put on the whole armor, we stand for the battle belongs to the Lord. That was tip number six. Be armed. Tip number seven be courageous. Lions often roar to mark their territory and their roar can be heard about five miles away. Do not fear when you hear the enemy roar. The Bible says the enemy like a roaring lion. Note he's not the real lion. These roarings of Satan are threefold. Number one, as Peter alluded to the roaring of persecution. How Satan roared with persecution in Peter's days. He roared and roared and roared again, till none but stout hearts dared to show themselves valiant to Christ. There were the underground prisons filled with frogs and serpents and toads where a breath of fresh air never chased away the noxious smell and the pestilential vapor. There were racks and gibbets. There was the sword for beheading and the stake for burning. There was dragging at the heel of the wild horse. There was smearing over with pitch and then setting the body still alive to burn in Nero's garden. There were torments which must not be described, the very picture of which are enough to make one's eye weep as you look upon them. There was nothing for the Christian then but banishment and imprisonment. These were the lowest penalties. They were stoned, they were sown in sander, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins destitute, afflicted, tormented. These were the roarings of the lion in Peter's day. But there's another kind of furious attack, the roaring of strong and vehement temptation. This some of us have felt. Do you know what it is, Christian? I hope you do not. Do you know what it is sometimes to be caught hold of by the clutch of some frightful temptation? which you hate, you loathe, you detest, and you abominate. And yet the clutch of the hand is seconded by an arm so terrific in its strength that it drags you right on against your will. You look at the sin, you look it in the very face, and you feel you cannot do this great wickedness and sin against God. And yet the impulse, strong and stern, mysterious and irresistible, drags you on till you come to the edge of the precipice and look down upon the yawning gulf which threatens to swallow you up quick and in the last moment as by the very skin of your teeth you're delivered and your foot does not slip neither do you fall into the hand of the destroyer yet you have had reason to say my steps had almost gone my feet had well nigh slipped Had you known what it is to have this temptation come again and again and again till you were in the very agony? You felt that you would rather die than thus be perpetually assaulted for you feared that in an evil hour you might leave your God and turn to perdition. Once more Satan has another way of roaring. I do not suppose that one in ten of God's people knows anything about this and they need not wish to. Satan can roar also in the Christian's ear with blasphemies. I do not allude now to those evil thoughts which spring up in the minds of men who in their childhood and in their early youth went far into sin. I know that you will sometimes when in prayer be troubled with the snatch of an old song which you once used to sing and perhaps when you would be most free from every unhallowed thought. Some coarse expression which you had in your former haunts will return again and again and again. Why the verse of a hymn may suggest to you some unholy thing, or as texts of scripture bring up some of those old collections which you have longed to forget. But I allude to you now, more especially to those yet more ferociously attacked by the devil, when he will inject blasphemous thoughts into the minds of believers who never thought such things before. I stand with First John 4 verse 4. You dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. God is all powerful. He is on your side. No matter how loud the roar is, the Lord is for you and you will be victorious as long as you remain faithful to him. That was tip number seven. Be courageous. Tip number eight, be obedient. Did you know that lions hunt most during storms? Yes, they do. It makes it harder for the prey to see or hear them. We all go through storms in our lives. Whatever the nature of your storm, remain anchored on Jesus. For when you are anchored, the enemy cannot get you. When we are going through storms, we are weak and broken. The enemy knows that. So he comes for us when we are down. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may be rest on me. Stay close to Christ. Let God be the strength and the rock on which you stand. That was tip number eight. Be obedient. Tip number nine. Be wise. Lions that live in areas with thicker cover are able to do more of the hunting in daylight hours. If you think that the enemy only attacks in the night, you're dead wrong. The enemy also attacks during the day. He looks for a thick cover and waits. Wisdom is having discernment. Discernment means acuteness of judgment and understanding. By a well-ordered life and a godly conversation, we become lights in the church and in the world. Spiritual things must be spiritually designed. Those who drink most deeply of the waters of salvation will reveal most fully the meekness and the lowliness of Christ. To perceive the presence of the enemy lurking around you, you need to be wise. That was tip number nine. Our final tip is tip number 10. Be faithful. The lion sometimes hunts in prides. Sometimes the lion hunts in collaboration with lionesses. The devil has vessels that have submitted to him that he uses to help him meet his objectives. Any heart that is not submitted to God becomes a territory for the devil to use to hunt others. The soul that is yielded to Christ becomes his own fortress, which he holds in a revolted world, and he intends that no authority shall be known in it except his own. A soul thus kept in possession by the heavenly agencies is impregnable to the assaults of Satan. You cannot overthrow the attack of the pride unless you are fully surrendered to Jesus. Only he can overcome all the attacks of the enemy. That was tip number 10. He who overcomes must watch. For with worldly entanglements, error, and superstition, Satan strives to win Christ followers from him. It is not enough that we avoid glaring dangers and perilous inconsistent moves. We are to keep close to the side of Christ, walking in the path of self-denial and sacrifice. We are in the enemy's country. He who was cast out of heaven has come down with great power. With every conceivable artifice and device, he is seeking to take souls captive. Unless we are constantly on guard, we shall fall an easy prey to his unnumbered deceptions." Resist him. But how resist him? Steadfast in the faith. Seek to obtain a clear knowledge of the doctrines of the gospel and get a good grip of him. Be ready to die sooner than give up a particle of God's revealed truth. This will make you strong. Then take hold of the promises of God, which are yea and amen in Christ Jesus, knowing that to every doctrine there is some opposite promise. Have ready for every attack some strong word, commencing with it is written. Answer Satan with thus says the Lord, steadfast in the faith. Remember all the water outside of a ship cannot sink it. It is the water inside that perils its safety. So if your faith can keep its hold, you can still say, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Satan may better your shield, but he has not wounded your flesh. Amidst temptation sharp and long, my soul to this dear refuge flies. Hope is ray, anchor, firm and strong, while tempests blow and billows rise. The gospel bears my spirits up. A faithful and unchanging God lays the foundation of my hope in oaths and promise and blood. I one more time want to take you through the 10 tips of survival against the lion as enemy. Tip number one be cautious at all times. Tip number two, be sober minded. Tip number three, be vigilant. Tip number four, be temperate. Tip number five, be prayerful. Tip number six, be armed. Tip number seven, be courageous. Tip number eight, be obedient. Tip number nine, be wise. And finally, tip number 10, be faithful. Thank you and God bless you.